And welcome to another Energy Crew podcast with me, your host, J.P. Warren. And uh, I want to thank everyone for tuning in right now. I know there's many podcasts to choose from out there, um, whether it's oil and gas, whether it's hunting, whether it's true crime, murder mystery, conspiracy. But this is the podcast where you get a little bit of everything like that, all right? And uh, we are recording this right now uh, in in, uh, Midland. I just flew in this morning, took the first flight out. There was a couple other cats on the uh, on the flight. There was old Scott Keller and Mark Noel with a uh, IDC, and then I and also Marty Unrein, and then I also bumped into Brandon Pie, who's with MS Directional on the way over here. So Houston is in Midland now. There's a uh, we're invading it a little bit. We're we're checking things out. There's the AED Operators Forum tonight, and um, the guest I have right now. We got a little crew club event coming up. Little. Uh, little operator-focused networking event coming up, and I'm pretty uh, excited to do this. And we are recording this in Chateau Larispe's uh, game room where there's a lot of animals, a lot of lot of eyes on us right now. So it's like we're in front of the audience, aren't we? There are a lot of eyes. There's a lot of eyes on us right now. And, uh, and, and I am sitting here with a man right here with a... You know what? I'm not going to say it's an inspiration because I didn't even know you uh, before I started growing my hair up. But I will say this. You have great hair, sir. And why Thank don't you, you introduce yourself with that segue right there? <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, this is uh, Tim Roberts um, here in Midland, oil and gas, of course, that we're talking about. But I am in business development with TSS Total Sand Solutions. Total Sand Solutions, yes, and yeah. they are. And you all, and I have. I'm gonna, pl- I'm gonna give a little plug right now. They are. They are members of the Crew Club Midland chapter, which I'm excited about. And uh, and actually, I was. We were trying to just for the record, just to clarify with everyone out there, we were actually talking about him getting on the podcast. What was it? Probably six months ago, seven months ago, at least, at least, at least. Yeah. Because you and I talked. Uh, Maciel introduced us right yes, through like some uh, like an email. Yeah. Right. And you were out here. I was there, but that was yeah. like the peak of COVID. No one was really traveling. Right. I don't like doing. I mean, I'll do Zoom podcast, but right. I kind of like being in person. It's just like anything. Yeah. You know, just like whether you're selling something or whatever like that. So you and I ran into each other at Fort Worth yep. at the Doug Eagleford Permian. Yep. Um, that was a rough night, <laughs> rough night. Um, one of those nights where I actually called him after. I was like, hey man, I don't know what was said, but uh, I got to apologize. He's like, no, you, you were good. You were good. Yeah. We didn't record what you said because it goodness. revealed a few things, but that's fine. Thank goodness. So I think we <laughs> solved a lot of things too. We is, did. We solved a lot of things. Yeah. So Anyway, so I came out to Midland uh, this morning, and uh, we just did that uh, the live um, the live stream with Sarah uh, Stogner, who's uh, running for the Texas Railroad Commission. Which that's I can't believe you haven't been seeing that stuff. It is just it is so the entire like campaign and all that stuff. It's so good. It's like a, it's it's good. It's yeah. a lot of it's, it's juicy. You know I'm, what I mean? I'm you have, have some people name it. calling people. You have some people if you disagree <laughs> with them. You know, like you're in the wrong. You got some people. That, so anyway, so the, people are very opinionated right now. All right, I think people have been that way for a little bit. But let's start off. Uh, let's start off the right way right now. Let's 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 talk awesome. about something. Let's talk about your hair. Okay, so you and me are two uh, 
two gentlemen, two handsome, devilishly looking good gentlemen with hair that is not traditional to the oil and gas industry. Atypical. Atypical yeah. to the oil and gas industry. Yeah. And actually, wait a minute, now that I'm talking, that could be a good segue into the oil and gas industry today. But let's talk about that. When was the time that you decided to grow and Have you always had hair that long? That's so, I think it's a little bit longer than mine. So that's actually a perfect segue because I brought you something. And everyone asks what the secret is. So here, here you go. Okay. Since, so, you're, since you're about 12 months behind, maybe 18 months behind. Okay. So there All right. You go. So everyone asks, what's the secret? What do you do? So you open that up and that's, that's the new protocol. That's the new protocol. Oh, wait, there's two gifts. Okay, so he just brought a gift over. It's a wet brush. Go green. Good for you. Uh, tea tree oil infused treatment shine <laughs> brush. You don't think I'm going to be brushing my hair ever with a crew club event with this? Absolutely, yeah. I will. Yeah. And then in here, so most people bring bourbon, but I respect this more. Well, I respect there's, this. Hair there's hair insurance. There's some story behind it, but you got, the, you got the green tea tree. I got the carbon version. Carbon. Good for you. No. Good. Charcoal, charcoal. So this is, so I love how this is Aussie. So this is Aussie hair insurance. And this is not, and I want to say that this is not sponsored by Aussie hair not insurance yet. leave and conditioner. But uh, this instantly tames and softens with jojoba oil, Australian <laughs> sea kelp. I haven't seen this since like the 80s and 90s. Right. So I dig how you're bringing this right. back. So my daughter had that. That's not the kid's kids bottle, but there's a, it's like there's, a there's a kid's detail. Yeah. It's so I didn't do jack sh- you can say shit. Okay, cool. I didn't do jack shit for the longest time. Everyone always says, hey, what do you do? Well, now that it's like- Long enough. You know, the length, we have to, the length yeah. that it's at, what do we call that? Nipple length? Anyway. I would say, you can't uh, say nipple. You can say anything else but nipple. Well, if we're nippling up, nippling down, we got nipple length. You still can't so, say that. Okay. So uh, <laughs> so for nipple length hair- <laughs> So uh, my daughter offered up the uh, protocol there, which is the leave-in conditioner. I, so I've never lit left. That's where we're at. You know, what's funny about having long hair in the oil field. It's like, it's first off, um, it's, you're seeing it a lot more. You yep. know what I mean? You're seeing a lot of people grow their hair out long, but it's funny too. Whenever like, you know, having long hair is like, it's, it's, it's maintenance. So sometimes it's, like, you know, yeah. put it in a bun or something like that. Like, I don't give a shit. You know what I mean? I'm 41 years old. Right. You know what I mean? Like, right. Yep. What are you going to do? You know yep. what I mean? So yep. I'll put it in a bun or something like that. Someone's like, Hey dude, nice bun. I'm like, yeah, I know. Yeah, thanks. That's why I have long hair. Yeah. Like, if you had long hair, you'd be putting it in a bun too. No, man. No, 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 bro. Yeah. That's why I don't have long But yeah. No, that's the whole point of having long it's hair. It's funny because a lot of people, originally it was just, you know, I'd wear a hat all the time as I'm sure you did. And then people were like, oh man, I wish I could grow my hair out. So then it was kind of just like an internal challenge. Oh. I'm a guy that likes a challenge, right? Or like a little- I love how- A little competition that like really no one knows about but myself. I love how being like lazy and not going out to a barber is like a challenge. Like, I'm just not going to go with a cut. Well- how challenging is it to not get it cut? Well, and deal with the uh, deal with the repercussions, and also yeah. washing it. It's a it's that a, adds an extra twenty minutes to the day. Yeah, it's an exercise in discipline. That's what, that's what it is. But I dig it though, man. My my so my wife convinced me to grow it out. Okay, my <laughs> okay. wife. She was on The Voice. Uh, made it like halfway through. Oh, cool. Yeah, uh, I think Blake chose her. She was Team Blake, and then CeeLo stole her. Ah. Oh yeah. So uh, so he threw, he threw a little. Um, well, apparently, apparently CeeLo is always, he has his glasses on, but he was always looking at her, uh, her chest area. Oh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And so finally, like one time, I don't think it made it like, he was like looking down at her chest and it's like, she like smacked like her like left boob. She's like, look at him when he's talking to you. You look at him, you know, and all that stuff. And he like that's got funny. all embarrassed. They cut and all that stuff. Oh man, that's funny. But so she's like kind of like a, a musician, right? So she's a rock star. So before I had the pom- I wasn't doing hats all the, all the time. You're wrong. Mm. I had the pompadour, the world, you know, the world cup. 
cut, the the the, the skin on the side, like the part on top. Okay. It was during the World Cup year, yeah. so it was very popular. So I kept that, you know what I mean, during my single days. Ah. And so she convinced me to grow it long. And I think actually uh, coming up, I'm going to be uh, uh, cutting eight inches okay. for uh, for the sky high, uh, for some children uh, that need uh, yeah. hair, wigs. I was I was going to challenge you to that too. We need to find a cause to to donate the hair because it's been a while. I mean, it's... So I got I got Jake Voss on board all okay. right, with Conoco, all okay. right? Me and there's this other cat that I met out here that's that we're gonna be doing this and the and are you, so I'm gonna do it's only eight inches because it's I think it's uh, for sky high and that's just eight I mean yeah. normally it's twelve inches but I want to keep it long so it's, oh, okay. it's, it's well that's not why I'm doing it for sky high right, right, right. the requirements but right part of it right what uh how do you how do you roll into uh, generating some more money for them to have a few of us do it. We'll have to put that together. That's not a bad idea. So, so that was something I was talking about with like, um, uh, I was just talking about with a uh, Brittany uh, Franklin, the uh, CEO of Sky High, and I need to follow up with her as well. But uh, that's something that, like, honestly, if you get like a bunch of like yeah. dudes that are like going in, yeah. cutting their like ponytails, something like that for the old field, I think this will make a huge impact. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that's going to, you know, help, you know, the kids out. It's going to help the, the, the organization out. I think it's going to yeah. be a great thing all in all to bring, just kind of have this like, you know, this this dude challenge off on your hair. Who has <laughs> right. the best locks for right. a, for a wig? Right. So I do. So, so your motivation was kind of just a challenge. Yeah, and then it was again, and I'm glad you brought that up because I was figuring out you know who to donate it to. Um, so if you got you got something set up, did you, did you did you did did you start growing it out with a purpose to like hey look one day no. when it's long enough I'm gonna uh, well it, when it got to a certain point it was like okay I should probably donate it right and yeah then it was I'll do it you know my birthday or I'll do it yeah. 4th of July or I'll do whatever. Right. Cause everyone wants to say, you should cut a mullet or you should do this or do that. Right. So it's going to find a reason. I just never got around to yeah. it. And now it's, now it's time where it's at. You know, now we can keep time. going. You didn't keep it long. Uh, I don't know. My wife really likes it too. My kids like it cause it's different, but I don't know. So it's me, kind of a character at this point, right? I, look, I, it's, it's, a, I mean, it's, well, here's the deal. This is where I'm going to kind of challenge that. When are you going to change your LinkedIn profile pic? So for everyone that doesn't like, <laughs> first off, this dude walks in here, okay? Like, I've been called the old field Jesus before, you know what I mean? Like, I laugh it off and all that stuff. But I'm sure you have this too, yeah. as well, right? Yeah. So your picture is literally probably, you're clean shaven, all right? And yeah. your hair is really short on the yeah. side. So yeah. what's 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 happening? What's, so what's the holdout? That was, uh, that was when I came down to Midland. So actually was, my beard was longer when I came down here. And my hair was long, probably about where yours is. Okay. But I was in North Dakota in the Bakken, you know, doing wireline in the wintertime and all that stuff, right? So I came oh, down that's a here. Good look. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, no one cares. Fuck that's, yeah, that's what you do, look. right? And yes. Oh, you got to have that because it's cold. I'm like, or, or no, because you want to. Like, yeah, because look like a fucking badass. So, uh, so I thought in, in the role that I was coming into uh, down here and opening up uh, a department or, yeah. uh, you know, a region from a company at the time, I was like, probably should not have all these Texans judge me so hard. Well, here we here are. Here we are. Here you, you are. Know, we brought it back. You just gotta, you uh, just I think gotta, they like it. Um, well, the thing is, you just, I feel like when, when you're doing anything that's kind of outside the box or against the norm, whether it's, whether it's hairdress or, or, right. or, or even, even how you sell or even how you interact right. with you, you just gotta be genuine, just kind of own it. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. That's, that's it. And it was really like getting to the point where, you know, people are, we initially all judge, right? Based off what yes. people look like. Tattoos, yes. clothing, whatever, your story with your wife, all, all this stuff, yeah. right? Well, you don't really have to have an icebreaker, an introduction when people recognize you. Yeah. So that made it easy. And then, you know, if you know what you're doing, 
that's just icing on the cake. Right. So it just it just made it easy for me just to kind of be myself and just be straightforward and just roll with it. And have then, you always have you always kind of been are you like kind of been your your own little uh, individual? You, I think so. Growing yeah, up, really, I think so. Yeah. Not me, man. High school, high school. I was like, I mean, I it was some of those things. Like, I kind of found my stride, though. I think like, I I mean, honestly, I mean, I've always you know kind of you know been whatever whether it's sarcastic, whether it's silly, whether it's right. this and that, but I kind of feel like I broke out and kind of like who I was like literally probably about 2015, you know what I mean? When I was like 35 years old when I started getting code. Well, I mean, think about it, man. You start in the oil field. I, mean, I remember I used to, when I started off at Noble Drilling, I would like read these emails, like these three sentence emails, like I was writing a novel. Like they had to be perfect. They had to mm -hmm. do this, punctuation, this and that. That's not good. It's Sorry No, that's that. okay. It's, if it's work, it's work. I'll pause it. No, we're good just sold a job good for you tss yeah, yeah. but um Deal. so but the, but the thing is like and then when i got in sales i'm like oh i got to talk to customers this way or oh, i got right. to but like honestly like once you start kind of like shedding that um perception yeah. of how this role should act or how this role should act um first off it's a lot more fun it's a lot right. more genuine right and uh i feel like that you can connect with people on a different level right right you know, it's, it's funny that you say that because it was, you know, initially, again, when you're, you know, school system or people tell you how, how to be, um, when, I, when I came down here, one of the things that was really intriguing to me was uh, the folks that I worked for, you know, I said, you know, how do you want me to do this? What do you want me to do? And they said, just run it like it's your own business. Like, okay, great. And then you're, and then awesome. Like, so I worked Mondays and uh, Wednesdays. Yeah. So <laughs> we're going to be like, so Instagram business or real business. So, um, you know, and then it was, you know, I, I'd ask, you know, questions like, hey, what, you know, do you want me to have a certain type of appearance? What's our dress code? And we're okay. going to meet with customers, stuff like that. Do we have anything? And it was like, just be yourself, man. I was like, okay. Well, then I got thrown into it down here because we had, you know, stuff in the Bakken and then in, in Colorado. And so when I go meet with customers, um, I just had to be myself. Yeah. So I had two moves. Tell them, you know, you, well, you have two moves, right? You can tell them exactly what's happening. Tell them the truth. Uh -huh. Or you can make shit up. Right. I've never made shit up in my life. So it's like. This is easy. I okay. just tell them the truth and tell them what's going on. And so, and then you deal with the response. Yeah. And just, yeah. just own it. Right. And so it was, you know, um, taking, just adding all that. So again, I, I, not again, but I thought that was a hindrance to me, but actually just like one of the greatest blessings in disguise. And it just made me jump in and just be myself because I didn't have any preconceived notions, ideas, uh, how did, how did culture, this? How did expectations. Yes. It was just like, Hey man, we put you in a position to do this. Just, just do the right things. Like, perfect. Okay. So follow your moral compass. Now the rest just kind of leave out there. Yeah. So real quick, before we kind of give it, give me kind of the quick spiel on kind of your, sure. your back. Cause I don't even really know that much about yeah. you besides what I've seen on LinkedIn, besides our short interactions, yeah. whether, it was, whether it's Fort Worth or the Daniel Energy's partner barbecue. So kind of give me the, the, the yeah. your, your okay. background. So, uh, grew up in Salt Lake city, Utah, went to a small school there. Okay. Um, one of my, one of my best friends, my roommate, you know, we, we got out of college. I graduated 2005. What'd you study? Uh, I have, I have a bachelor's in math, bachelor's degree in math. So really yeah. well, goodwill hunting over yeah, here. I, I don't know about that. He was the janitor. Well, so I mean, a bachelor's in math. Okay. Yeah. So, so he's smart. Okay. Yeah. Well, Depends on who you ask. What did you want to do with math? Uh, so it, it wasn't like by choice, like, Ooh, I really want to do that. Um, I was uh, potentially going to go into the Navy. I had an ROTC scholarship. So okay. they laid out, you know, what, what they want you to do, something technical. When I looked at, uh, you know, the engineering or technical degrees, like, you know, 70% of it's math. Yes. Uh, so I'm like, well, I might as well just do math. Um, that path changed. I didn't, do the, I didn't do the Navy route, but so 
Um, I just stuck with it because it was the shortest path to get through. So I just, I knocked that all out in three years and moved on. So was there any, like, were you looking at like the net, like, were you looking at like, like work at a math factory? What's going on? <laughs> a math factory. Yeah. yeah. The uh, math plant. We were just going to count lots of stuff and then make it complicated. <laughs> uh, no, it was, it was, my original intention was to, uh, you know, get an MBA and possibly a, a law degree. But what I wanted to do was separate myself from all of the business majors or communications majors and get a, get a technical degree. Okay. Um, then I decided, you know, through, through life experience and exposure, I was like, well, maybe I'd like to get into sales one day. Why? Um, what do you mean life experience? I mean, so there's a lot of, I mean, so the path to sales is very, first off, the path to the oil or whatever it is, is always different for everyone. That's what I love. So I guess if you think about 2005, 2006, 2007, yes. Yes. all the guys that, that I was around or graduated a little bit before me were doing mortgages. Okay. Right. So, you know, knuckleheads getting right out of college are just crushing it, selling mortgages. Okay. Right before the, for the, the, the big short. Yeah. So when you're looking at like, Hey, I can get out of school and make, you know, 60 grand a year, or these guys are making a hundred, 200, 300, you know, and some of these guys are still in the business Damn. doing very, very well. You're like, well, I'll just go sell stuff yeah. right? or do real estate. So it was just kind of uh, eye opening, you know, for me of just a different way of thinking or a different way of, of making a living and not just, you know, clocking in or clocking out or, or climbing the ladder. So that was kind of the original intent um, or, you know, of, of looking that way. Right. Um, I guess I kind of lost the train of thought. Well, so here's the train of thought. So I'm asking you, so pretty much, you know, in, in, in sales, like for example, some guys, you know, oh, my grandfather in sales. Oh, my dad was in sales. Oh, I sure. saw this movie. Sure. Oh, I saw, you know, with this guy, his truck guy. So what do you do? I'm in sales. So yeah. there's always like some sort of motivation about, you know, how you got in sales and all that stuff. So I guess what you saw, you saw your buddies kind of doing pretty damn good. Yeah. I mean, I saw, I saw people doing that, um, intrigued by it, right? Just, you know, real estate. Are you still, still in Utah at the time? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So tried some of that stuff, tried some full commission sales, insurance stuff, different things, uh, after I graduated. Right. So I've got yeah. this technical degree, want to do something different. You know, everyone asks you, you know, why aren't you a math teacher? Like, cause uh, have you, have you met me? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, have you met me? But, uh, so tried a bunch of stuff. Um, didn't really pan out. Kind of really just got my ass kicked. Okay. Um, so back to my, back to my buddy who we were roommates and one of my best friends, he's like, Hey man, we could go to North Dakota and work two weeks on two weeks off and make 500 bucks a day. Where, where, so where did he hear about so this? He is a oil and gas kid. His dad was in Wyoming. Got so what go. I didn't realize is this small private school I went to, there's a lot of the Wyoming oil and gas kids that were down there. Okay. I didn't ever think anything of it because my, my exposure to oil and gas was, uh, in Utah and Salt Lake City's Vernal. Okay. Vernal, Utah, right? And it's like, you just, you just heard about it. You know, it's out there, but I didn't really know what it was. My exposure was going to a gas station. I didn't know shit yeah. about the industry. Right. So it was like, you know, so, and so when he said that, um, you know, by this time I'm um, married. Um, Congratulations. Got a, got a kid. Thank you. Congratulations. So uh, we talked about it back and forth for like two years. Uh, he went up uh, just to kind of feel it out. Uh, his experience, and he'd done the stuff in high school was blowback. Okay. So I had no idea what I was getting into. I was just like, yeah, fuck, man, we're going to go make 500 bucks a day. Sign me up. Yeah. Like, I can figure that out. Okay, what? I'll do it. I've got, you know, pretty low paying jobs out of college after, you know, buying the dream, working two jobs, three jobs as, as much as I could. So uh, that to me was odd easy. jobs. Odd jobs. It's a number. It's a math joke. Go on. Yeah. Three. So, <laughs> um, 
so that's why we did that. <laughs> uh, so anyway, he went up, he came back, not, not doing it. Um, uh, decided not to stay up there cause he had some changes in his life and, um, started dating a gal and they're getting pretty serious. Right. Um, but I'm, you know, I'm struggling, uh, trying to, trying to provide. So I just said, Hey man, you know, call your dad for me. So long story short, he makes an introduction to his dad for me, sent him my resume, um, which was, which was awesome. He, you know, mentor still talked to him this day. He was oh, really? very, yeah, he was very, very, uh, influential and very helpful and actually formed a lot of my, um, operations management and people engagement in, in the industry. Yeah. Uh, you know, cause he's in the twilight of his career. Um, and actually the tip he gave me was, he said, every day I consider myself a teacher and that every, every day, everybody needs some help and learning. Cause I've, I've been doing this for a long time. He's like, cause if I think of it any other way, I get really frustrated and want to like yell and scream. And, yeah. you know? and so that helped me as I progressed through, through, through my career, especially, you know, starting, uh, I ended up going to, to North Dakota and worked for Slumberjay Wireline. So were you, what were you doing there? Um, so I started as, I started as a temporary operator on okay. the temp service, like okay. $14 an hour. Get to sleep, uh, roll sleeves up, get after kid it. At home, you know, wife at home, kid just turned two, trying to figure it out. It's very old field. Um, so, you know, what I thought I was getting into was a field engineer position because I saw the Slumberjay website. I didn't realize that I was getting routed through the temp service recruiter. Uh, but I took it anyway because, yeah. you know, you're working two jobs, you know, and you start doing, doing the calculation of, of overtime. It's like, sweet. So oh, yeah. Like, I just needed to make money. And I yeah. didn't care. So um, anyway, so that advice really helped me to every day just take that, that teach, teach, train, and mentor mentality. Now it wasn't perfect at it by any means, right? Because no, you're out there doing yeah. stuff. But um, you know, the, that was very, very influ- influential for me and a key to my success. How I view my success, because where I'm at now, I wouldn't have envisioned ten years ago. I didn't think I was going to be here, um, but it it allowed me to take the industry and use that as a platform to develop myself and develop other people. Okay, and that's where my success came from. Like always having it in a frame set of like mindset of and, and a frame of everyone coming out has a, has a motivation and reason that they come to the oil field, Yep, which is primarily money, but there's a deeper reason for that. It's not it's, just my why money. Well, I want to provide for my, I want, I want to do yeah. this for my kids or whatever that yeah. is. Yeah. You know? And so, you know, I would just, I would just, I knew what my reasons were, but I'm, I, I made sure that I got with other people to understand what their reasons were. And the people had the strong reasons. I just latched onto them and just helped them help them grow. Right. You know, what's so. interesting. I just downloaded a book, uh, that, uh, I was talking to this cat in the airport and he, meant, he mentioned this book. I forget what it's called. Um, the giver or something like that. I don't Dream, think it's called that dream giver. It's about the hot dog guy. No. So apparently like I just started the book. I still think I'm on chapter one or something like that, but it talks about like this, apparently this guy I met with this, with this huge success. I, I feel what it is. Um, and his, the, the secret was the more you give, you know, yeah. the more you, whether it's teaching or helping out or whatever, the more successful you are. Right. You know what I mean? I mean, if it's, it's, it, you know, it's, it's even framing like, okay, oh, if we open up this, this coffee shop, we're going to kill it. Or it's like, no, you're going to share your coffee with others, the experience right. and that. So the, the whole, I, the whole concept we just said about giving and helping and whether it's teaching and all that right. stuff, like I, I really dig because that's kind of interesting. You just said that because I literally just heard that yeah. yesterday in the Audible. Yeah, it's man, it, 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 and it's still to the, to this day, right? Um, you know, there's like challenging times of of you know you want to you want to get in someone's ass in the field, right? Because they're making a mistake, and, and and sometimes you need to. 
but when when you're when you're framing it of developing people and then giving them a chance to figure it out on their own but be there to be their support system they get to take ownership of what they're doing yeah and they also know they can understand it then yeah so like i had a lot of people whether it was by design or not let me figure some things out and sometimes you know to the point to where like you're not going to impact you know having downtime or, or creating a major problem but like just to the point of like hey if you kept frustration going, well or or almost to the point of, of failing of like hey stop right there if you do this this is going to be a problem but I had to learn some of that or, um, and there was one time, uh, you know, when I was, uh, working my way up to become a, a field supervisor, one of the guys, um, that, that I was working for at the time, he, I was just kind of becoming what they call a lead operator. Right. So like running the guys on the ground, he, he, you know, dealt with the customer, but yeah. I had to go and do regular maintenance and do something. What well, was the first time that I had the opportunity to do that on my own with, with the guys. And we had, we had some downtime, so we knew we had plenty of time to do it. So he let me do it. Well, we ended up taking way longer than it needed to because I was trying to do it the right way Figure to out, teach yeah. the guys and do all this stuff. But I had to go to him and say, you know, and so our, our, our allotted time shrunk. So I had to like tuck my tail between my legs and go to him and be like, hey, can you come help us? I'm not going to get this done in time. And he's like, what'd you learn? Like, what a great question. Have, have some urgency still, right? He's like, you had three hours, supposedly. But now we had two or we had one. He's oh, like, get that shit done. Yeah. As if it's always an hour, an hour, whatever or it is. If yeah. we're always under the gun. Yeah. Right. So there's things like that. I remember that. And so when I, when, when, when we were building out a team or, or building the business or people had opportunities, I'm like, go do it. Or what do you think? Um, you know, I'd let them make their own decisions. And if they came back like, Hey, you know, this happened or that happened, say, well, what'd you learn? What, what, what happened? Because I could tell them yeah, what to yeah, do or yeah. what not to do. But if they had to ex- got to experience, they, then, they now owned that experience. They owned that operation. And I wouldn't have to go, you know, babysit, the, babysit do the disciplinary thing, do whatever. Or if you did have to do the disciplinary thing. At, you're least, like, you you know, at least, you know, if they, if, if, if it was, you know, like malice or like lazy, if yeah. you see honest effort and, and, and attempts right. and trying to figure right. something out, like you're not going to scold them. Right. Yeah. And, and so it was like, you, you, you earned that. And I, and I told a lot of guys, um, again, like you earn the right to work here, you earn the right to work somewhere else. So when you put the, when you put the ownership on the individual through their development, but like help them along the way. Yeah. Dude, I'm, that's, that's, it's, it was, it was, it was in comparison. I, I don't have anything else to compare it to, but I hear so many people like frustrated with their people or frustrated with how it goes. It's like, well then let them own their work and then tell them that if they're successful, they, they get to move up. If they're not successful, they made the wrong choices, but they made the choices and they own the result either way. You know, on a scale, I mean, you're talking about, you, there's nothing to compare it to. I, I kind of disagree and it's okay to disagree. With, so we well, friends. individual per- perspective, like, right? Cause that's what parenting, I did. Parenting. Okay. Yep. So I'm, I have a, a 98 month old. Okay. So whenever she's doing something. 98 months. Yes. You're the math guy. You figure it yeah, out. You can, um, after they're like 12 months, you can start talking in years like the rest of the world. But. Since when? I didn't know that. <laughs> so, uh, no, but it's interesting. Like, I, I, I like that because, like, I'll watch my daughter uh, either tinker with something or try to figure something out and all that stuff. And, like, obviously, as a parent, you want to go be the helicopter. I'm like, oh, this is how you do and all that stuff. Right. But I'll watch her get frustrated. You know right. what I mean? I'll watch it and to the point of failure where it's like, hey, honey, honey, honey. Right. What happens if that gets knocked over? Or what happens if that's, that's cut? What's going to happen to that side? Or whatever, whatever right. it is. And 
Cause you want, and, and, and you know, a lot of times kids are so scared to make mistakes. A lot of times oh, people sure. working are so scared to make, yep. make mistakes. Yep. I tell my daughter and I'm like, Evelyn, you're eight, you're eight years old. I expect you to make mistakes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I made mistakes. You're human. Yeah. I want you to make mistakes, yeah. but it's the most important thing is what you say is learning from the mistakes. Right. Like you're probably gonna get in trouble too. Right. You know what I mean? Right. You're probably gonna, you know, break the rules to get in trouble. And that's, right. I did it. That's right. fine. Like I'm the cool parent. Well, no, no so, I'm not like that, but, I'm, but it's like, but you, you want to, to give them right. enough. Cause that just makes them, uh, I don't know, whatever. Yeah. You know, where I was going with that. Yeah. No, that's a good, that's a good analogy. It's harder for me to do it at home with the kids. How many kids you got? Three. Three. Ages. 12, nine, and six. 12, nine, and six. Boy, girl, boy. Boy, girl, boy. Yep. Boy, girl, boy. Yep. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Dig it. Yeah. So. So you do, do you, do you do the, the same type of uh, parenting with them where you let them kind of, you. Uh, it's harder at yeah. home. Right. Cause again, it's that. Uh, How is three kids? Are you outnumbered? Am I outnumbered? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's my, my wife and I and the three kids and three dogs, but that's good. <laughs> okay. Full yeah. house. Yeah. Too soon. Well. Oh, too soon what? Bob Saget. Oh. Do you know what yeah. happened? No. He I, passed away. Well, I know he, I know he okay, passed I'm away, but sure like, he, I didn't yeah. know if there was some drama. Or I don't know what happened. He had, a, he had a convenient COVID death to get us to, to do more stuff or what? Oh, okay. I mean, I went there already, but. I like it though. Let's yeah. go there. I mean, is that, is that what happened? Honestly, I mean, that's what the thing is, though. Drug I'm, overdose? Well, I'm thinking this. There's no sign of drugs. There's no sign of this and that stuff. What if hmm. it was a side effect from the vaccine? They're not going to release that news. Hey, no. There are no side effects. I just love conspiracies. There are no side effects. Whether I believe them or not, I just go with it, dude. <laughs> yeah. And it's such a touchy subject. Like, you can't talk about it. It's like, no, you can bring stuff up whether you believe it or not or any shit like that. Yeah. But people are so, like, God, sensitive. Well, I think, I think, um, I think we've lost the, the respect of others to make their own choices, deal with their consequences. I am all about respecting others. I am 110% about respecting others. I think we should, I think we need right. more kindness. I think we need to be more empathetic. I think we need to, da, da. but at the same time, I mean, that's not, but at the same time, but I feel like you can discuss subjects without right. getting heated. I feel like there's certain subjects out there that are so whether it's politics, you know, whether it's code, I feel there's stuff you can bring up and talk about without getting heated, man. It's like, right. shit, I'm not trying to start an argument. Like, right. let's just have a convo. Right. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's what the, the, to that point though, right? Like if someone wants to follow all the guidelines or the things they see on Facebook on how to deal with COVID either way, let them. Yeah. I don't this, care. This is America. Like I've, I, I don't know why we lost that of, if that's your decision, that's your choice. Go for it. If, as long as that doesn't impact me, but there's, you know, gray area discussion on that, but. Well, I mean, the thing is, though, it's like, you know, it's, 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 to me, the, the biggest thing right now is, is the media. You know what I mean? It's right. the media. It's, it's the, right. and not only that, it's also the can like the fact that they're viewing unvaxxed people a certain way or viewing right. that, like, there's like, right. no, it's, they made a choice. Relax. It's not like they're walking around with leper, you know, leprosy or right. anything like that. Right. My, my issue with, with all of it is two years ago or three years ago, if you filled out a job application. Is this PC or AC? Um, Pre-COVID or after COVID? Oh, shit. Pre-COVID. Okay. Right. So when, when previous to COVID did you get asked in a work environment or in a social environment what your medical history vaccine status was? Never. 
I like when people are like, are you vaccinated? It's like, well, against you, what? Do you want to ask me when, when, you know, last time I'm a ball, you want to ask a woman when she had a pap smear? Like, what's right. going like, that's, well, that's and, pretty and amazing. I, you know, I, I mean, I would get, you know, since we're all friends here and millions of people are going to listen to this. Millions of millions people. Millions of people. People run around having unprotected sex all the time with consequences that are nearly 100% if you catch whatever that is, right? <laughs> Dude, I remember all the memes. No one fucking asks that. <laughs> I remember the like, memes. But do you have, do you, it's like, golly. There's a dude like, like eating like a, a girl's ass or something like that. And next thing, <laughs> next thing, you know, it's like, this is pre-COVID. Now it's like, you can't even shake hands. <laughs> right, right, right. But, the, but to me, it's like, look, but to, <laughs> me, but to me, it's like, have these discussions, you know what I mean? Right. Like, uh, right. and here's a, don't call it a vaccine because people can still transmit it. They can still get catch it. They can say, let's right. change. How about we just change the word from vaccine to, to symptom reducer? Ther- therapy. Yeah, or whatever it is, whatever it is uh, to, yeah. to symptom reducer because you have people that truly like aren't friends with unvaccinated people because like right. the time out, you have the armor. They should be not friends. They should right. be more scared of you than you of them. And it's, the, like the, it's like it's flipped. The, yeah. the logic's flipped a little bit. Well, and that's, that's the big question that I have is like, you know, you're talking about the Railroad Commission race and the drama there and the name calling and, and all the stuff like – what, how did we get to the point where- First off, I, want to, I just wanted to sit, tell everyone that that's Tim's uh, stuff. He's so popular and things are going so good at TSS. So hook <laughs> him up if you want to, if you want to yeah. get some sand. So yeah. anyway, go on. Yeah, those are not, uh, those are not bill collectors or crank <laughs> calls or <laughs> any of that stuff. Um, it, you know, it, 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 for me, it's the, the bigger question of why, why do we feel in, 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 this, in the world now that we have to be so divided on something or, or establish our position to the point where you wouldn't treat people that way in real life. No, no one treats people uh-uh. each other that way in real life, but we see all these videos or, you know, the political campaigns are, are shocking on. I know it's just, that's amplified because you know, everything has to be more and more shocking on, but like we literally lost the respect for people, but you wouldn't be respected or listened to unless you disrespect people in public. So they actually know who you are. Yeah. Or, or on, on social media, but you wouldn't let someone talk to you that way in real life. But it's not, you wouldn't let someone in your office or go to someone's office and, and, and ask that or do that or, or stick your nose into their, into their history. And you, would, a, you wouldn't and, do that. And the thing is though, it's also one of those things too. It's like people, I feel like you have like everything. I don't care if it's, again, I said this again, I don't care if it's Chick-fil-A versus Popeye's chicken sandwich. I don't care if it's masks, no masks. I don't care if it's Republicans, Democrats, uh, vaccine, no vaccine, uh, oil and gas renewables and all that stuff. Like you have to choose. There's no gray area anymore. There's no right. like, right. you know what else? I'm okay with being ignorant about certain topics. You know sure. what I mean? I am fine not having an opinion about stuff. Like, right. oh, what do you think about this? Well, I don't. Like it's right. not, it's a, right. something I control. Doesn't right. really like, I hate being this way, but like, man, there's a lot of shit going on in my life. Doesn't really affect me. Right. Like right. I don't have to have a, right. a, 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 my dig my heels in the sand about every single topic. Right. That's a hot topic in the news. I right. don't. But you put in this in the day and age, like you kind of feel like you have to. Yeah, there was a football game last night. Apparently, okay, go on. Yeah, I didn't know but about you, it. What do you mean? It was a national championship game. Just for example, right? Like, oh, I don't know exactly. Yeah. Like, I got other stuff going on. Oh, I didn't shit, have time. Let's do a sports combo. Yeah, I'm out. Yeah, you and I are both like, <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, like, I you know, but but to the, to that point, like, if you're busy and you're productive and you're and you're you're trying to be the best person. You can personally, professionally, all that stuff. How do you have time to keep track of all this shit? It's it's like there's 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 so many things going on, um, and that people change. want to talk about, and it's like 
how does that actually help me get to where I want to be? Is that helping me physically, mentally, emotionally, professionally? And if it doesn't, I look. And the thing is, people are like, oh, well, you said this, you know, last time I saw it. Well, people, opinions change, man. Right. Like, right. shit, yeah, I learned a little bit more or something happened personally in my right. life. And, and that's the thing. People are, I, I, you know, whether it's online or whether it's, you know, like, you know, people screaming at people in stores or mass or no mass, whatever that is. Like, man, this, there's a lot of shit going on right now. Right. You know what I mean? There's a lot right. of stuff in people's lives going on right, right now behind closed doors that you don't know about and all right. that stuff. Yep. The last thing people need is someone to have a shitty attitude towards them. Right. Well, right. even if they deserve it or not, like, shit, I, yeah. I shrug that off. Yeah. You know, like. I think it comes with age though, right? Well, I'm never. I mean, you've always been older, but. Um. Well, that's, thank you. <laughs> and, and more mature. I know, yeah. I'm no, I know I'm older because I say mature, mature. Yeah. And that's a whole, that's a whole different ballgame. That's, that's kind of what. I, yeah. No, I mean, look, someone that's, look, I'm 6'5". You know what I mean? Um, I'm an extrovert and all that stuff, but I've never been in a fight before. I have never been in a fight before. And I don't feel like right now is the time to start <laughs> is to break that train. Yeah. But like, I'm usually good at like, you know, if someone's got a problem or stuff, like I'll, you know, I'll, right. I'll either I'll avoid it if it's belligerent or right. I'll just kind of like try to either make friends or avoid, you know what yeah. I mean? Like there's no, like, I don't need to fucking hit somebody. That's funny that you, that you say that. I, I haven't been like in a serious one of had altercations. I mean, brothers and sports and different things like that. Um, but one of the, one of the podcasts I listened to, uh, energy crew, energy crew, Go on. And uh, are, you, are you familiar with Andy Frisella? Go on. So it was a, the MF CEO project. Now it's real AF. Anyway, you can, you can guess what AF stands for. But um, as, as friends. Yep. Yeah, as friends. So um, one of the things that he, he brought up is, you know, you ran your mouth in the past. You got punched in the face, literally. Yeah. Well, you, you, you would go to jail now if you punched them in the face. But if someone, if someone offended you, or attacked you verbally or, or physically and you retaliated and you took care of that problem and but then they got hurt, you would go to jail. So people feel empowered to just go and treat people the way that they do because there's no actual physical real world consequence. Yeah. And then get away with it. Well, I've always and, and that's and I think it's, you know, I'm not advocating, you know, punching people in the face if you disagree with them, but um, you're advocating you don't have consequences to, for, for, for yeah, your actions. If there's no consequences for your actions, then you're gonna be a little shit and just talk and talk, and talk bad about correct. everyone and, and be rude. Correct. Or you know, if you do that, if you do that in business, if you don't think about, you know, what you know, if 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 you're not 100 honest with with your team, with your coworkers, with your spouse, with your customers, you break that trust one time, you're screwed, right? Yes. So like, and that takes a long time why, to build. Why would you go? Why would you go do that type of stuff? Why would you not think about it? Why would you have? Why, why would you want to go and say like? Well, you know, this is what was going on. So just give me, give me, a, you know, give me a little bit of grace for that. It's like, no, we're, we're, we're adults. You need to own up to your actions. We're not yeah. children. Yeah. But, you know, and I'm not perfect. And it sounds like, you know, well, that's the thing, this, like, but that's, that's how, that's how I try to think through it. Of like, if, if, if I was on the other side of this, or if I was having to deal with it, how would I want someone to treat me or, or explain this to me? And I'm just like, well. Tell me exactly how it is. So that's how I do things. But it's also like with me, like to perspective, of course. With me, like I, I don't like getting frustrated. You know? So like, I find when people get frustrated and people lash out at other people and all that stuff, it sticks with them. You know what I mean? Like right. it could be three hours later, and they'll st and you can tell that they're still agitated by that stuff. It's like, right. man, you're gonna let some guy cut you off, right? Mess with you that long, right? Shit, right. just think, right. just I, whenever <laughs> someone cuts us off, my wife's like, oh, these guys poop. Yeah, he's got to poop. Like yeah. you know what I mean? Like it's it's yeah because like why let it stick to you? Yeah. 
Yeah, that's interesting you say that because I just triggered, you know, for me, a, a thought of I used to, you know, again, oil and gas in the field, right? You're driving around, you see all the stuff, we see the accidents. And whenever I see that stuff now, I just always say to my wife, I'm like, I don't understand why people are in such a hurry to die. Yeah. Like, like why? Just to get, you know, one car length ahead or two or, but again, like all the other stuff we do, like why, 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 why does everything have to be a challenge in a fight? Like let's fight for important stuff, not just everything. It's everything. Now, yeah. Though. You know, whether who has the best chicken sandwich, seriously, that, that was a big deal. Uh, <laughs> little, not that long ago. Did people fight over it. I'm pretty call. sure. I'm pretty sure they did a lot yeah. of name call. But yeah, I mean, I, I completely agree. Whether it's being honest, being trained, and even if you don't have the answers, let's say you're talking to a team, going back to the professional side of things, right? I've always found it like if even if you don't have the answers, whether it's with the customer, whether it's with your team, or whether it's your whatever, yeah. you need to just hey, I don't, I don't, I yeah. don't have the answer, but I'll tell right. you one thing: I'm gonna try to find out, and I'm gonna get to. It. Right. Versus spinning into some into right. some bullshittery, where next thing you know, right. that trust is violated, or right. you have to kind of keep on crawfishing to get out of that, right. to get out of that little fib. Yeah, it's uh, it's not worth it. It's not worth it. You know, there's yeah, it, it, that short term mentality as well. And so, I, how did you get into sales? So, I don't. I wouldn't ever really consider myself into sales, but I was very um, fortunate to. Uh, to come down here and, and be hired to open up um, a division for the company and, and be the district manager. So which, was, which company? Perfects Wireline. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So they, they sold to um, Ranger Energy in July. Yeah. Okay. And so, um, you know, just as all that navigated through all the, all the M&A activity and, you know, operator side and service side, that's how I ended up at, at TSS through um, kind of being recruited or introduced, right? I wasn't really like seeking it out. Um, but you know, just coming, <clears throat> coming down here and, um, you know, getting, uh, being awarded some work from, from the sales team that we had at Perfects and, and kind of getting launched down here, you know, I was thrown in with, you know, all the hiring, all the, um, customer interactions, all that type of stuff. And so I became very, uh, territorial to, to a certain point of making sure I took care of those customers. Cause you know, myself and the guys, we lived here. So this was, you know, this was our, this is our thing. This is our home. Right. And so I wanted, um, all the customers to know that like we were here in the permian in the fight with them. Yeah. And so just over time that, that kind of developed, um, we had some great salespeople that, you know, some were good fits, some had other opportunities, different things like that. And I just kept carrying the baton. Okay. Right. Um, or the sales guys, um, that I had over the, over the four years, uh, were all great you know, they would, they would include me in, in, in their meetings. So then you'd start getting to know them a little bit. Yeah. Oh, that, oh, you so, like doing this too? Me yeah. Too. You know, cool. so if, if, if they were in, um, you know, if they lived in Austin or if they lived in Houston, they would come out, we'd have customer meetings or I would need to go those places. You know, I got to be their yeah. operational guy, you know, in the beginning. And so it just, it just was a, for me, kind of an easy, like an easy segue. Evolution. Gradual. And, and, yeah. yeah. So I had done some, some sales stuff in the past, like, right out of college, you know, I tried some insurance sales and personal finance and, you know, things like that. So I kind of just took some of the, some Those of the Those are self- two very tough sales, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. plan for something you may not, you, you know, like you can't see that you may not, that's tough. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so again, that's why I kind of had to go to North yeah. Dakota and just yeah. go make some money. But, um, so it just kind of was a, was, was a, wouldn't say easy, but more of a seamless transition. So I wouldn't really consider myself a, a sales guy so much as, you know, what, what the title is now, business development, call it whatever you want. But, um, 
There's a difference. The secret sauce for me was, again, what we talked about, you know, just being, being honest, but being able to, to, to bounce back and forth between operations on, on the backside and making sure yeah. we got stuff done and not making it a burden on the customer, but then also communicating effectively and not, uh, blaming everything on operations. Yeah. Cause I, cause <laughs> I, cause I was operations. Dude. So, so, right? you- so I, I, I had to do all of that. Um, and I really enjoyed it. Right. So I, I took, uh, you know, for one of our customers, you know, we had three or four trucks out with them at one point, uh, um, all separate fleets with separate frat crews. So I got to interact with the engineer over each of those okay. the superintendents, um, the, the field consultants, and then the guys also in the office. So for me, it was, it, it, it was, it was, it was awesome because I got to develop a relationship with all of those people at every level, but because I had an opportunity to be humbled in life and drop from the technical math degree to go just literally be in the green hat yeah, worm, yeah. you know, through a temp company, FNG through a temp. on location, yeah. right. To, uh, understanding what that looks like, uh, in, in navigating, you know, the, the relationships and team building and other vendors on location to then now I get to deal with engineers and then I could, I could take, and we could have conversations about, you know, engineering, math, physics stuff more so than the, than the guys who didn't graduate from high school yeah. trying to understand how things work. Right. So, um, all blessings in disguise, you know, wouldn't change any of it, but that's kind of how that evolved to where, again, all of my life experiences, all the things that I'd done, um, allow, I, I think it allowed the customers a level of comfort, but also confidence in knowing like, Hey, this guy's looks the way he looks as we're looking at me now, but he's intelligent enough to understand what we're talking about, but he also has the experience and he has done it. And also it sounds to me like if you, if you're just shooting straight from the hip and all stuff, it sounds like, and also, man, what he says is kind of what he says is, is goes, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like he's going to keep his word. Yeah. hundred percent. And having that right? trust and having that. Yeah. yeah. And, and on the, on the other side of, of, of building a team and hiring and recruiting, um, you know, I wasn't a hired recruiter. I wasn't a hired salesperson, Okay, but you know, we had a, we had a team of people up to two, up to upwards of 250 people, uh, pre COVID and, and 12 to, to 14 wireline trucks out. Um, this is pre COVID pre COVID. Okay. Right. So getting the opportunity to interview and hire virtually every person that came through the organization uh, they knew, they knew that same kind of story. Cause I would tell them who I was. Yeah. There was a level of trust there of like, Oh, this guy's been in the fight rather than a hired engineer or a groomed, whatever. Yeah. You're like the start, we, I knew what their starting point was and I could help them through. And that. you've been there yeah. and you and sat, so, you sat in the truck, you sat there, yeah. you, 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 yeah. you froze your fingers off. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I think on both sides of it, um, I think, I think that's just kind of how it came together. Long, long answer to getting into sales. I, I've never really considered it sales um, because it was just making sure we did the right thing. Uh, being honest with customers. I think I'm doing the worst salesperson, so. to be honest with you. What's like, that? I think I'm the worst salesperson. I feel like this is why you just, sold me. Well, well you stop it. You, yeah. You, I mean, to me, so, I think, I think I, back to, I think it was in Fort Worth because it all been like text and, and phone call stuff. Yeah. Ran into each other. I think we were just like hugged right away. <laughs> like we know each other for years. But that's the thing is honestly like for, for me to, to, what I love about our industry is not just, yeah, we provide, you know, that it's, it's seriously the people, you know what I mean? Right. I've, I've, I've talked, I talked to one of my buddies, Andrew Taylor, and he was outside the, he left the, you know, couldn't left Cal and couldn't find a, a job. So now he moved to Arkansas working for Tyson uh, chicken. Love, I love this guy. You know what I mean? The industry is a little bit darker cause he's gone. 
he is such a great, great person. You know, one of the nicest guys in the whole field. Great hugger too. He's great hugs. <laughs> um, but like, you know, like, you know, talking to him, he's talking about his stories outside the industry. And like, he's like, yeah, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's kind of the same things. We a little bit slower. And also it's like, man, JP, but I gotta be honest, I really miss the people. Yes. And, and I'll tell you one thing. Like, I, I, I completely agree with that. I completely echo that. But like, for me, like to, for me, it's like, I'm, I want to get to know people. You know I mean? You know yeah. what I'm there. If I'm selling, if I'm a, if I'm a, whatever, what is these things? If I'm, you know, skull directional and you're a customer, you know what I'm selling. You know what I mean? Right. Why right. not get the relationship going? Why not right. figure out, you know, what, oh, you got three kids, you know? Right. Da, 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 da. I like that side of business yeah. a lot more, you know what I mean? Because you, at the end of the day, you know what I'm doing. You know yeah. that I want the work, you know? Right. At the, but at the same time, it's like, if you have that friendship, it makes that conversation a lot more uh, fluid and real. Yeah. You know, I, I found out I got the most, I started connecting with people the most when I was going through my divorce, you know, because I was there, I was messed up. I was, I was vulnerable. Sure. You know, I was like, man, this is going on and all this yeah. stuff. And like, man, JP, blah, blah. and from those, like that happened to me or my friend, that happened to a friend that, oh, that was me three right. years ago. Like you right. just start kind of building those, like those bridges of uh, common experiences. Yeah. And they're like lifelong friends now. Yeah. That's awesome. I think the, <clears throat> the thing that's cool about this is, is one, the people and it, and it takes, you know, there's, there's, there's some common thread with all of us. Like we're just ambitious in a certain way and like a little bit of chaos um, or a lot of chaos, but uh, I think that that from a, from a sales perspective, um, again, from the position I was in, I, I, I was able to do sales and maintain customer relationships, but also had a lot of vendors. Right. So I was constantly in and out okay. of that. Um, the, the technical and the how to is a given. The technical. Has so yep. if you come in and tell me you're from skull directional, you better really know that. Okay. And I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I'm not going to knowledge check you on that as much. There'll be a few like feeler questions to see if you really know what you're doing. Right. And that's, yeah. that's what's going to happen. But, and that's just through conversation. That's just through conversation. Some of those initial conversations with that's, that's you vetting that person out. But then if you connect with them, like you said of like, Oh, they actually asked me how I was or asked me what my challenges were. You're now showing that you're, you're interested in their success, yeah. not just selling them something. Right. So, you know, if someone, it, it, you know, if someone was calling me about wireline, and, and there's questions still come up and people still make phone calls, call and ask your opinion or what you would do in a certain scenario. Like that expertise is a wow. given. And I think that's what people forget from, from sales or business development is that if you say you provide a certain service, that knowledge and that service, it, it, it's already like that expectation is already there. Yeah. Like when I, I always, I always, for people outside of our industry, I, always give them the, the analogies of, a, of, of you own a home or you're a home builder and, and contractors, right? When you call a flooring guy out of the, out of the yellow page, well, don't call them yellow pages, Google it, right? <laughs> that, yeah, who's, old old. Now? Yeah. who's old now, yeah. grandpa? Yeah, right? Uh, you're, you're, it's a given that they know how to do flooring. Yes, and if not, then that's, that's the huge red flag. And so I think what separates the, the, the good folks out here or the people who have relationships long-term is to your point of, being in this for, for as long as you have, or people have been for a few years, the relationships you have now are because they, they know they can trust you because whatever you're coming with, you're, you're coming at least with a certain level of expertise that they can trust. Right. And if you burned that along the way in the past, or you made a bunch of changes over the years. Yeah. Uh, when we were talking about before, like the industry is fun or not, no one has time for the fun anymore or it's not approved. So you can't just go, you know, 
drink and party your way to to engagement with people and think you're doing sales. Like you gotta, you gotta, you know your shit. It's not. And the other like stuff that. comes later. Yeah, not the other way around. No. And so, um, again, you know, that's that's what for me was super super beneficial internally, externally, and and around in the industry. You know, like, and and I pride myself on that. Whether it's you know someone calling me, asking me a personal question. Um, you know, whether relationships or, or, you know, money questions or whatever, or if I have them, people I go to, like you trust that they're going to yeah, help you. you have, and they already you have, have an your expertise. Circle, your circles of support. Hey, right. look, I'm going through this. What do you think about this? Or right. this was offered me in my career. Yeah. Well, what do you think yeah. about this? Well, right. you gotta, yeah. I mean, having that, those, I always feel good when people reach out like, Hey, you know, like, what do you think about this? Or, Hey, I'm looking for help. Like, I, I, I enjoy that. I don't know right. why. And to me, I'm like, I can't offer anything. I don't know shit, but I'll give you, I'll tell you what I think about it. Right. And oftentimes that's what people are looking for. Right. So that's, you know, that's, uh, in the transition now, right. My job at this point is to learn as much about what, what service line I'm in now. Because how I'm, is that? How is that switch for being, I guess kind of a their salon and then July or August. So I made the change in November. November. So there's a couple of changes. So we got, we got sold to Ranger. Okay. And then, um, and then I, I made a change to TSS in November. In November. So, yeah. so, so there's been two, there two transitions. Three months. Yep. Okay. Yeah. How's the team? I mean, I know, uh, I didn't know you had Michael Moody working for you. I love yeah. that guy, dude. Yeah. It's, it's a, <laughs> it's a, it's a great, great team. Um, I feel super fortunate. How is it sell, how is it selling a completely new different uh, product line though? Is so that, is that weird? Um not not terribly weird um just because it's still on the same pad. It was still completions. Okay. So, you know, wireline frack, sand, water transfer, all that stuff's all out there so you're you're familiar enough with it. Uh the biggest difference really is that this is a more of a a trucking logistics and surface literally surface of the earth issue where frack and wireline's downhole. Yep. So that's, that's the biggest difference in transition for me is it's a little less technical, technical um, because when there's problems down hole, especially with the wire line, like, Hey, all your junk's down there, get it out yeah. if there's a problem and that holds up everything else. And so it's, it's just learning um, how, how we, how we communicate things appropriately, uh, realistic timelines, but knowing that, you know, it's a, it's a different financial ball game as well. What From made you? What made, side, what so. made you? What made you? Uh, I guess accept the, uh, the the role at uh, at TSS. Was it just like how do you? Okay, let me ask you a question. In your point in your career right now, you have the experience, you have the math uh, yeah. degree, and all that stuff. Yeah, which is so cool. Um, but <laughs> what makes you choose a role and not choose a role? Um, usually when I ask questions like that, the guest says, "Man, that's a great question, JP." You didn't say that, so that's a good question. So go on. No, I mean, a lot of people have asked me that. So it's, it's, um, I'll say there's a lot of stuff that happens in the background at companies that not everyone is aware of. Mm -hmm. Um, I took a lot of pride in what we built, um, there. Uh, I was very much looking forward to the transition that, that we were making, um, because it was a new challenge. But through, through that experience, um, some people are probably going to think this is, it's not a, it's not a, it's not a knock. There's just, there's just, there's, there's two types of, I feel like companies in our industry. Okay. The publicly traded large, large corporations. I get you. The big ones, right? I got you. And I really enjoyed 
the private company oh, yes. that I was a part of where I got to make an impact. You were more be- and I got to I got to build it. So I felt like it was mine. Yeah, you were and involved so, in the strategy. All of it. Yeah. Every every aspect of it, right? And so as I was watching what was what we were doing through the transition of merging, actually they'd made multiple acquisitions, putting it all together. I enjoyed the challenge, but I didn't feel like I got to take ownership of it as much. Okay. Um, and again, that's not anyone's fault or whatever. That was just a personal preference of mine. Um, and then back to the point of um, teaching, training, and developing, I had never, this is going to sound kind of kind of interest, different than what I was saying, but I had, I had never thought about my next steps too much. I was always thinking about developing my team. And when it came up, um, my secret weapon, my wife, secret weapon. It's mine. Um, she helped me a lot. So that's another, another topic, but I wouldn't be nearly as where I am today with, without her. Um, but she said, if you're being given an opportunity to try something new and different in both scenarios, which one do you like better? But why would you not give yourself an opportunity to try something new and, and be challenged and learn in a different way? So, get, so getting out of your comfort zone, getting out of my comfort zone. And she said, you're always wanting to teach and train other people. If you don't, those other guys won't get a chance to make the place that you're leaving the way they want. And I was like, yeah, you're right. That's an interesting so way I, 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 like I never had put myself in the, which is, which, you know, I spent a lot of time thinking about it. I didn't put myself in a position to think about passing the baton so much. And that's how, that's how I framed it was, it was time for me to go learn and do something else. Cause it'd been almost 11 years in just pump down perforating. So get ex- exposed to something else, try something else. Yeah, once you know it, you know it. Take all that stuff. Yeah. Right. But then I, but then it was like, other people need an opportunity to do what I did. So you that, decided to give, I just to teach. Wasn't my choice. You know, whatever they're doing now is their choice and how they go about it. But that's what I, that's what I told everybody when I left. I said, guys, the whole guys and gals, the whole time I was here, it was all about teaching and training others and us growing and developing. I said, someone else has given me an opportunity to do that in a different way. So now it's time for you guys to do that. Um, and that's really what kicked it over the edge. Like compensation was, was about the same. Yeah. Um, so it's the ability to train, it's the ability to, to, to build a team. Yeah. And so what I have now is, is kind of what we had, uh, what I had before with, with Perfects was an opportunity to go into an organization, really make an impact. Um, my primary role is, you know, the business development, the customer, customer interaction, yep. but I still get to help with the operation on a daily basis. Which not, is fun. Not as much hands-on, but like I'm there with the guys, um, you know what's going on. I, yeah, I'm, I'm helping. You know, operations I, I, is fun. I get to help with some of that too, of seeing some of the folks that needs um, maybe some mentoring or some help or different opinion on growing a team or how they how they deal with people uh, internally. Yeah, and and it's awesome. It's awesome. So you dig you dig building other people up. Yeah, hundred percent. So I just had a a podcast with Matt Martin, and it's funny you said that. He's like, you know, what makes a great manager isn't telling them what to do. You know, what makes a great manager is making them the best employee they can be. Right. You know what I mean? Identifying strengths, identifying weaknesses and working around that. You right. know, I mean, you don't want everyone strong in the same areas, you know, because then right. you're going to have weaknesses in other right. areas. So he, I mean, I thought that was a very um, a great way to look at it. Like you want other employees to be the best employees. Right. That's your job as a manager. Right. And uh, that was kind of a great way to frame it. I mean, I had a lot of, yeah, I, I really dug that. Well, that it's, outlook. you know, I, th- I would always think about it like a, 
you know, like a sports team, you know, a football team or a basketball team, you want as many talented people around you as possible. Yeah. And if you're the coach, for example, or you're the general manager, you're the owner, and you're the most talented person, you can do everything there. Your team's going to suck. Yeah, that's true. And so it was. It's hard to relinquish though, that, that it, it, control. It, it is hard. Control is like, to relinquish. There's, but, but that, that is, that is hard. But seeing other people back to the point of like your children, when you see your child, like hit a milestone or overcome something, it's the same. It's the same with, with people. Yeah. It's a good, good right? for you. And so it was like, that's what made it fun. That, that's what kept me going. That's what it was. That was what it was all about. So you, so, are, awesome. so, so since November, so you start November and then December is obviously, a, you know, December in the oil field and all that yeah. stuff. And now yeah. we're in the beginning of January. So this is still kind of a new chapter in your life. Yeah. Very new. Very yeah. new. So it was, uh, it was a good, it was a good timing on transition. Um, you know, November, December is, yeah. is a little slower, but allowed, allowed me to absorb, um, definitely some holiday challenges with trucking and all the stuff going on in, in the economy in general. Yeah. Right. So we got to learn, I got to learn and be exposed to a lot of that, sorting it out, how we do that. And now it's, you know, it's back to business. Holidays are over. Let's go get stuff done. You know, let's move forward. Um, so you had a little weird chaos period. Now yeah. it's like, okay, now yep. this is how we operate yep. normally. Yep. And, and, and again, different than, you know, a wireline provider, um, cycles, sales, sales cycle on this is a little bit longer. So there's more runway for, for us to really, you know, figure out what, what a customer needs, how they want things done. And then, you know, our value proposition yeah. and then just digging in with them. Right. So it's, it's cool. Um, you know, so how do you unwind, how do you unwind from stress with this new, with his new role and all stuff? How do you, I guess, keep, uh, keep your sanity. How about that? I, uh, I try to keep a pretty strong routine. Um, I get up anywhere between four and four thirty nearly every okay. day. Okay. What do you do? Gym. What do you do in the morning? Gym? Go to the gym. Yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, and then I've, I've also learned to, um, you kind of have to just let people know that I got to go home and I've got, I've got family. Mm -hmm. You have to kind of just create some boundaries. Okay. Um, you know, there's, there's boundaries in our industry, but not a lot. Right. We're yeah. always all available. Um, is that, is that army mentality? Yeah. Yeah. But you know, that's it. I mean, I just, I, I, I try not to carry it personally, but I also like, I mean, I like the chaos sometimes if, if there's an issue in the middle of the night, like I get, I get amped up for it. it's game time. It's right? fun. So, yeah. I like it. It's fun. I remember yeah. those days. It was, yeah. it, it was fun. Yeah. You try so, to figure out what's going on. Okay. What could we do? Yeah. And now it's, you know, it, that's not going to be <clears throat> my primary role. Um, so when we, you know, I go into those, you know, the operations meetings or the update meetings and I can see guys kind of like, you know, tired or like worn out and stuff. It's now it's, how do I, how do I take some of that off their plate or, okay. or help them out? Right. So that's, okay. that's what I'm, that's what I'm working on. And then also getting the sales team to kind of do the same, get them a little bit more involved with, with operations and take some of that, that pressure off those guys. Cause it's 24, seven, 365. So, so what type of other stuff activities do you do besides working out at the house? That's kind of a, uh, that, that you're into the hobbies and all that stuff. Um, I mean, that's, that's, that's a big one for me. Um, you know, the first rule of CrossFit is to talk about CrossFit. So, uh, I jumped into that here, uh, and made a lot of really good friends. And that's actually, that's actually helped because it's a good community. It really yeah, is. I mean, look, yeah, the whole stigma with crop, whatever that is, it's, it's yeah. funny to joke about, yeah. 
But I mean, it yeah. is a community. Yeah. I mean, some of my, some of my best friends, um, are there, you know, we dug in with that. My wife's made friends with, um, other ladies there, uh, and, and, and spouses and, and girlfriends and, you know, just all the different things. Um, and then I've got my, uh, my two boys are in jujitsu. So okay, they, we're, you know, we're over there three or four nights a week, um, with the two of them. Uh, my daughter was doing gymnastics for a bit and now she's in, uh, she made, a the team at her school. Uh, it's called discovery imagination. What is that? It's, uh, this is the, this is the first year that she, she tried out for it and made it, but it's, uh, it's these teams across Texas and all these different schools, but like the kids are given some type of a topic and they have to go build out. Um, I think they're doing like doing a skit or a play, but the kids have to do all of it. So I there's a teacher it. that like mentors them through it, but the kids have to write all the script. They have to make all of the, everything, the, the costumes. I love that the idea, like everything. So the, the, the teacher or the coach is there just to like guide them through it. But like as parents, we're not even supposed to ask them like, Oh, you're not supposed to weigh in your input. Like, yeah. wouldn't it be funny if Goldilocks did this? Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. And so, um, my daughter's doing that. And so it's just more of like, that's really cool. You know, we, we're, I guess more traditional, like get up, do my thing, go to work, come home and just, just do the dad stuff, man. You a TV like, guy? Uh, a show guy? My wife and I will, will binge watch some series. After what the series, what series y'all? We've series been watching you? Yellowstone. Okay. Yeah. All right. Pretty standard. Yeah. Pretty standard. Um, shoot. What, what I, mean? I need to get catch up, caught, caught up on that. We just, we just finished season three last night. So now we're going to jump. Okay. So you're four. kind of the same boat. So we're, we're new to it. We're, we're done with was, season two. We got to get, yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. Um, man, we've done like what, you know, all the big ones. Kevin Costner, dude, that dude, he's like, yeah, I got this ranch. Uh, I'll tell you what, I let's just film some shit up here and pay for the pay for this. I'm going to yeah. hang out up here. I'm pretty sure that he's not an actor. He's just a cowboy and a baseball player. <laughs> he's just, just, that's just who he is. It's all his roles. Yeah, I was like, like, Oh, I got this amazing, beautiful ranch in uh, yeah. Montana. Don't want to leave. Let's just yeah. uh, film here. Two because, months uh, out we're going to need you to be, uh, this, uh, tough guy that rides horses and, and, uh, is a rancher and loves cattle. Like, uh -huh. Literally, you yeah. flew me to LA when uh -huh. I was on my right. cattle ranch riding yeah. horses to yeah. talk about this. Yeah, yeah so, exactly. No, it's it's pretty good. Um, I don't know what else. That's his name. So I just got the Oculus, uh, Oculus Rift. I did too. You Oculus? Yeah, Quest, Quest Two, Quest yeah. Two. Yeah. What games? Well, no, I just literally got it on Saturday. My kids gave it to me for my birthday. So what was your birthday? Saturday. Well, happy Thank birthday. You. So did you uh, have to celebrate your birthday growing up on Christmas? No. Okay, good. No, it's, it's it's Christmas. A week later is New Year's and a week later is my birthday. Okay, so, so it's yeah, like you the, had enough buffer zone. Because I like, feel like if it was two weeks before Christmas, they would have combined it. Yeah. I feel no, a lot of parents do that. It's a mess. So you, a mess. So you just got it? Yeah. Dude, it is honestly like, so before when I got in on, like, I get it now. Like, it's, I can understand the, look, I, obviously I just do it right now for games. But I mean, if it comes to like fitness, I understand that. I mean, yeah. honestly, even like. I can see it kind of being incorporated to a lot of things uh, in, yeah. our, in our lives. I'm not yeah. talking like the metaverse or any bullshit like that, but like yeah. whether it's architects, whether it's yep. oil and gas, yeah. you know, training. I was, yeah. I was thinking about, yep. I was thinking about that. Right. Or it's very immersive. I mean, it, yeah. it does kind of trick your brain. Like you're really there. Yeah. I only, I only spent maybe like 10 minutes on it. And then my kids swore up and down that this gift was for me, but they've been, they've been all over it. Well, you got to ask my wife about my daughter trying to play. Yeah. Like, it's daddy's turn. Give it to me. Give it to me. Yeah. This is how you do it. It's daddy's turn. Oh, the batters are out. Go upstairs. Yeah. Go yeah. upstairs. Let, let, me, let me set that up for you. Yeah. Let me set that up for but, you for the next three days. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's super cool. But even like, I think my kids, like they were, 
I haven't done this one yet, but I, and my wife did it too. It was like a, you were underwater and like sharks were swimming around you or something. It's, I haven't I'm, done that one yet, but so I haven't done that one either, but I mean, even the roller coaster stuff, but like you can, I mean, doing this, I mean, the graphics are great, but you know, they could be better, Sure, but you can definitely start seeing how this is being starting to integrate and it should be integrated and all that. So whether it's yeah. training, you know, whether it's yeah. like, you know, you know, being a driller or whatever, yeah. I'm sure they even have that stuff already, yeah. but it's, it's pretty fascinating technology. Yeah. yeah. You think about like the simulators that were. 10 years ago, right? They're like, oh, this is what it's like. It's like, no, it's not. Like, simulation not theory, that. dude. But now it's... Do you believe in simulation theory? Is that the... But that's like we're living in a simulation. That's the Elon Musk thing? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if Elon said it, it's got to be true. Yeah, of course. Anything. Yeah. I'm always, you know what? I'm always fascinated in theories like that and like, uh, just just yeah. to hear them out. You know what I mean? Like, what if? Because no one really does. The, you know what I mean? The, um, I, like the, I like the one that, that God is an alien. Okay, or, or that like we're the we're the workforce <laughs> the the people on earth are the workforce for the alien species and we're here to mine gold for them or something there's where, all, oh yeah where's the gold ports then i don't know well if I you find know. out let me know or that we're like hybrids of aliens and stuff oh, i saw that like all those prometheus yeah. those are those are good yeah i, like I always love shit like that you know yeah. when your boys hear stuff like that so yeah. man we actually got to get going dude yeah, we, we have do. you and me have a, a crew club event we do. in midland we got we got a good group coming up today and uh and i'm looking forward to it yeah but uh i think we ran the gamut on on things you know what I kind of dug though? Like I kind of dug how like, you know, there's all these oil and gas podcasts out there and all, they talk oil and they talk career. And I, we, I do that a lot too. Right. But man, I just want to feel it today, man. I just want to yeah. talk personal. I want to shoot the shit and get it's to know good. you a little bit more, man. So yeah. I appreciate it. Yes, sir. You're welcome. So everyone, this is Tim Roberts. You can find, you can find him by look, find him on LinkedIn, but his picture looks nothing like him right now, <laughs> which is great. So uh, you can find uh, Tim Roberts with TSS. Uh, it's not TSS. It's Total Sand Solutions, right? TSS, I always, total want, to, sand I always yeah. want to say TSS sand, like an idiot. Yeah. Always. Yeah. I don't know why. Well, and the, when you type the website, it's tssands.com. So it's you're like, we call it TSS. So you're like TSS sands. Uh, like, yeah. yeah. So anyway, so anyway, so check them out. Uh, and so where, where do y'all cover? Bro? Is it just, is it just. So we're in, we're in the Permian. Yep. Uh, focused on the Midland Basin right now. Looking okay. at expansion into the Delaware. There's you That's know, some, fun. Some challenges. Yeah. So the, you're kind of at the, at the start of like yeah. growing it. Yep. And then uh, we. Um, we have an operation in the Northeast, so they've been doing that, um, up there and, and we're working on some things there to kind of replicate what we're doing down here. Um, are you traveling up there at all? Not yet. Since I just started in November, okay. right? So we just kind of got through the holidays. So I'll actually be heading up there in a couple of weeks. Okay, then, cool. Yeah. It's going to be a different ball game. So it's, it's cool. It's really cool. Well, I dig that. Yeah. So anyway, brother, I appreciate you coming in. We're going to mm -hmm. be hanging out the rest of the day. Yep. And we also got that crew club lunch tomorrow. I want to thank, uh, Michael Arispe for the Chateau Larispe that we're staying that we're recording this at that I'm staying at. But uh, thank you everyone for tuning into an Energy Crew podcast. Uh, and I guess uh, we'll uh, talk to you soon if you need some sand in the uh, the Permian and all that stuff. We got the sand. We got the sand. <laughs> you holler at Tim and Northeast coming at you. We're yep. Coming at you soon. Right on. All right, brother. Well, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks everyone for thank tuning you. in and uh, stay safe and be kind. <laughs>